Angie and Janelle podcast, your daily mood booster. Ottawa's Move 100. Good morning, everybody. It's hump day. (laughs) (laughs) We can say it because he's not here today. Hump day. He's always with this wickety whack Wednesday stuff. (laughs) It's hump day. That's what most people call it. Good morning, Janelle. Good morning. So Stu is off. Uh, We were yesterday talking about happy hour. And the reason we were was because there was this new study came out said that people like to indulge in happy hour at least once a week. They have like a routine. But when they do it, they favor Tuesday as the day most popular to them to do it, to gather with friends or family or, you know, whoever to go indulge in a couple happy hour drinks. We thought that was weird because Friday came second behind Tuesday. You would think that like Thursday would be like the peak day. Yeah. But like I'm thinking like why Tuesday? But we're like, you know, Mondays are hard, so maybe <laughs> Tuesday was all you could muster to make it through to. But uh, so yesterday was Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And I decided to indulge in happy hour. You know, I had this thought that uh, a lot of places in Ottawa don't really do happy hour. At least I haven't seen a lot of signs out compared to other cities that I've been to. And turns out I was very wrong. <laughs> We have a a live and well happy hour culture in this city. We do. And I found like a number of places specifically in the market. I mean, I live just outside of the market, so it's easy. It's handy for me. Um, You know, my fiance works there as well. And he has a few shifts where he's done around four o'clock. Perfect time for happy hour. That's when it starts. So all this like very long list of places has all of these different options. And then I said to him, how about we go once a week and kind of make it like a little like date. We'll just go out for an hour, grab a drink, talk about our days. I'll meet you down there after you're done work. And that did not take a lot of convincing. <laughs> <laughs> so we hit up. Um, yes, I walked through the rain. I took happy hour very serious yesterday. And we went to the apothecary, which is like a, a fairly new space. They only opened just last year in the old fish market building Mm -hmm. wow that place is so cool yeah it's neat building for sure oh my gosh like used to be vineyards down there i believe a bar called vineyards that's what was down there Mm -hmm. because um it's in the basement it's got a really cool vibe to it they're kind of calling it like a bit of a speakeasy totally has that sense Mm -hmm. and uh yeah it was a nice little little outing out so what made it so good happy hour like was it like when i think happy hour i think like cheap drinks and food like two bucks each Chief, I mean, mm-hmm. apothecary is kind of like a higher end spot to yeah. begin with. Uh, so the cocktails were cheaper than they normally would be, but not that <laughs> but cheap. But more expensive than most places, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I would just say that the atmosphere, that's why you go there. You go there for mm-hmm. the atmosphere. I mean, the drinks were really good, even though they were like fairly basic cocktails. Mm-hmm. They were elevated. They were fancy. The, the service was fantastic. So um, it wasn't that busy, but I would I would say that that was probably due to the weather not being that nice yesterday. True, yeah. So I, I cannot confirm or deny that Tuesday is the day for... Um, happy hour. But now you've dedicated yourself to happy houring once a week. Once a week, yeah. And I'm going to kind of try and document all of this. Mm-hmm. So if there's like maybe a spot that you want to try or you're looking for a new spot to try, I'm going to put it all up on our Instagram. I've already got like a little kind of reel up there if you want to check it out to see what the vibes are like, what the drinks are like. Okay. And uh, every week I'll be hitting up a new spot. I'll check it out every week when I sit in my lawn chair in my driveway in Canada <laughs> having my own happy hour. <laughs> when you think useless, think of Stu. Hey everybody, welcome. 
Welcome. It's Stuntman Stu's useless fact of the day on Move 100. All right, with Stu off this week, we're seven in for him with the useless fact. And as always, you text in your scores uh, to 10 30 on a scale of 1 to 10, what you thought of it. So this one I thought was quite interesting. This one did come from Stu. But I took a little deep dive to find out, like, more about it because I was curious. Of course you did. (laughs) (laughs) The people want to know the facts. So we all remember Saturday morning, be sitting there with our bowl of cereal, maybe watching some Tom and Jerry or other cartoons Mm -hmm. featuring mice. And in those cartoons, they always featured big hunks of cheese with the mice, right? Yeah, of course. Like, when you think of mice, you think cheese. Yeah. Well, the cartoons lied. (laughs) So apparently, mice prefer... Almost anything else to a large piece of cheese. In fact, they would much prefer foods high in carbs and sweets like junk food over cheese any day of the week. Really? So for those people maybe trying to catch some mice and some traps, Mm -hmm. putting a little piece of cheese there, you're going to have better luck with like chocolate, peanut butter, or bacon. (laughs) Bacon. <laughs> Even bacon. Wow. They love it. I mm. mean, but like, don't waste something good like bacon on mice. I mean, <laughs> that's why I was totally against putting cheese in the traps as well at our house. We don't use peanut butter. Cheese. And peanut butter is like, it gets them perfectly. Yeah. yeah. Well, the carbs too. They love their carbs. So they're saying if you have anything in your cupboard, like rice or oats or something, yeah. have it in a glass jar because they, they love to chew through those bags mm. of carb load. <laughs> Oh, gosh. I have, like, a bag of massive rice sitting in my cupboard right <laughs> That's now. That's the last thing you want them to get oh, into. Okay. Yeah. And they really strong teeth, too. They can chew through anything. Oh, yes, they can. And, and in fact, because they love carbs so much, that's why you see bite marks on your wood cabinets and things like that. They think that that's bread. <laughs> <laughs> They're just looking for some carbs. All right. What are you going to give that back today? Uh, well, thanks for all the extra additives that you added to it, <laughs> because I know it wouldn't have been as good. Um, I'm going to give you uh, a 7.5 this okay. morning. Yeah. All right. All right. So here we go to the scores. Text them in uh, to 10 What is uh, what you think of Stu's fact today? Bitterman says he knew that and he's giving it a five this mm-hmm. morning. Okay. Not that impressed. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's get them on the keto diet. No bacon. It's all mine. <laughs> That's uh, from Diva Cloud. Gave it a 10 this morning. Mm-hmm. Hall of Famer Dump Truck Mike is giving it a nine out of 10. He says, That's a great fact. Mm-hmm. All right. Right, so the scores are pretty good, judging by what's coming in here. Yeah. But that's thanks to you, Angie, right? Uh, David Cloud. I know. Dad's Little Finlander knew about the peanut butter, but not about the bacon. So there you go. You'll remember that. Seriously, who is setting their trap with bacon? Nobody is, right? Well, you know, when you make bacon, there's always like maybe like one piece left over and everyone's like, no, I couldn't possibly. Well, you put that one on the trap. (laughs) <laughs> or you I use don't know it what's for your... going on in your household, Angie. <laughs> Move mornings with Stuntman Stu, Angie, and Janelle on Move One Hundred. What's trending? Well, Johnny Depp is trending. He has now joined TikTok, everybody, and already has 4 million followers in like a day. Yeah, well, it's a good time to to do something like this for him. Yeah, I guess a lot of people have been wondering, like, what's he going to do now? What's happening? So he posted this whole video of him, like, waving to fans, but performing on stage mostly, saying that his old band that he used to play with and has been playing with, Jeff Beck, has, like, rehired him. So he's on their payroll. So he's going to be touring and continuing to play with them for a while. Uh, but yeah, so he was like thanking all of his supporters on TikTok and um, 
making a big splash there. While news came out that his lawyer, Camille Vasquez, like everybody was watching her during the trial. Mm -hmm. She was like such a dynamo when she was at the podium getting anybody to tell the truth and tripping people up on their lies. And she became a celebrity in her own right, like in her own right from this trial. And uh, at one point there was even speculation, like, are they dating? Because they had this really close relationship where they'd like always be hugging, but they were just like really supportive as a team. I mean, think about how much time you're going to actually spend with yeah. that lawyer. Like, yeah. I mean, he had a bromance with his main guy like lawyer too, he, right? You want to have that closeness yeah. with that person who's literally fighting for you. <laughs> but she can't go anywhere now. She's got paparazzi following her everywhere and she's become like this celebrity. But she just made partner at her law firm. Yeah, she did. Because she scored a major win with that uh, victory. So, uh, uh, yeah, they made her partner, which is super cool. So speaking of Hollywood and Hollywood actors and all of that, Matthew McConaughey uh, yesterday was at the White House and he was speaking about gun control and requests to lawmakers. He, of course, was born in Uvalde, Texas, where uh, the recent mass shooting happened. His wife traveled with him and she sat there holding a, bear, a pair of green Converse. That was worn by one of the children who was killed. And we had talked about like the special caskets that were made for them. And one of them was painted like green converse. And he, of course, told emotional stories about speaking to the families of the victims. He had a chance to talk to a lot of parents as a parent himself, but mostly to appeal for stricter gun control laws. We heard from so many people, right? Families of the deceased, mothers, fathers, sisters, brothers, Texas Rangers, hunters, Border Patrol, and responsible gun owners who won't give up their Second Amendment right to bear arms. And you know what they all said? We want secure and safe schools, and we want gun laws that won't make it so easy for the bad guys to get these damn guns. Mm, Powerful message. And you know what? So the other side of this, people who want, you know, no gun control, uh, were like, oh, they had to bring in a Hollywood actor. Like... He's from Uvalde, Texas. That is his hometown. From the beginning, the day after this happened, he traveled back home and he met with everybody he grew up knowing in the town. And he was just as heartbroken. But he did that on his own will, too. Like It's not like anybody asked him to do that. He's not a paid actor in the moment. Yeah. So uh, he was getting a lot of criticism for that. But a lot of the parents are just like, no, he's here to support us. So that's what's trending. Stuntman Stu, Angie, and Janelle. Ottawa's Move 100. What is a best friend? Well, if you look at the dictionary, it says the person you value above all people in your life, someone you have fun with, trust and confide in, the person you call when you get good news, or want to go out for a bite to eat. Yeah, (laughs) I'd say that's pretty accurate. Pretty much sums it up. Today on National Best Friend Day, we're talking about those relationships that you have with people that just make them uniquely your own. And uh, we're asking you to fill in this blank. Is your best friend even your best friend if they don't blank? Blank. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, um, you know, I have a couple of girlfriends that I have this relationship with, and it might come off as rude and mean. And if you see us in public, maybe you think like, wow, do these people even like each other? (laughs) 
Um, I would say, is your best friend even your best friend if they don't relentlessly make fun of you? (laughs) (laughs) True. Like, that's just a relationship I have with these girls. We are constantly, like, it just, it seems like there's no love there, but the the worse and the more insulting everything gets, it's Mm -hmm. like the more you know that they love you. Right, yeah, because they could not say that to anyone else and get away with it. That's so true. Like, there's certain people that you know what you can kind of get away with, Mm -hmm. and, and you know that they're just gonna like brush it off like it's no big deal and to me that is you know the definition of a best friend because you can say anything to them and you don't have to worry about the repercussions <laughs> i feel like this is the basis for every guy friendship too oh, i mean yeah. i listen to calls between my husband and his guy friends or like see some of their text chats and i'm like oh you shouldn't be allowed to say that to somebody else <laughs> but guys love to razz each other rib each other insult each other and it comes from a place of love somehow yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they'll never call each other by their first name. It is always a last name with a yeah. Y added to the end. So true. <laughs> the thing is with the guy relationship, it'll always be that. And they'll never actually say something nice and kind and like genuine, no. I believe. But in the female relationship where, you know, I am like that on one end. Mm-hmm. There's also those moments where we also care for each other and we're very kind right. and sweet and nice and we're there for each other. The guys just don't do that. No, no. Girls have more balance for sure. I would say, is your best friend even your best friend if they don't like make you laugh till you cry, your abs hurt, you're probably snorting a little bit? Because they hold all the secrets, all the memories, like Mm -hmm. whether you're laughing at each other or, you know, about a memory or sometimes they can just say one word and you both know exactly what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. And it's an inside joke. But like nobody makes me laugh as hard as I laugh when I'm with my group of girlfriends that I've known since elementary school. Yeah, like a a girls night out, a a weekend with the girls isn't complete without actually physically feeling sore. I'll feel like I did sit ups. A hundred percent. They're a good workout, my friends, for sure. So how would you answer that about your own unique relationship? Guys, girls, whatever. Is your best friend even your best friend if they don't blank? Give us a call, 750-1100, or you can text in your answers at 10-0-30. Best friends see you through your ups and downs and at your worst and at your best. So when you're at your worst, um, that's when you kind of really need a best friend there. So that's why Valerie's answer to our question today as we celebrate National Best Friend Day is your bestie really even your bestie if they don't listen to you cry and vent after a breakup? Oh, God. So many levels of that from when you're a kid to a teenager thinking this is the only person you're ever going to (laughs) love. And then like maybe later in life, there's some besties that go through some divorces together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So there's likely a good chance that you guys have all done this at some point or another. And I got to tell you, I had a a best friend of mine from high school who really showed up when I went through a really bad breakup years ago. She came to my house and she was over there, you know, there to console me, talk to me, like what happened? You know, we'd been together for five years, this relationship, and it was just gone. And out she pulls a straight up puppy from her purse. No! (laughs) To give to you? No, her dog had just had puppies. And she drove to her parents' house, grabbed a puppy. I had no idea. She pulls out this little itty bitty baby tiny puppy and it was the greatest thing ever. (laughs) 
I thought you were going to say she pulled out like a pint of Ben and Jerry's or something. I've been like, that's the best friend ever. <laughs> oh, like a full on puppy cuddle. Yeah, that yeah. fixes everything. It really did. It was like the most magical thing that could have happened to me in that moment. It'd be sad when they take the puppy away. Though. <laughs> then you're back to crying. <laughs> uh, Dawn says this. And come on, don't judge. We've all been there. Is your bestie really your bestie? Unless you, they held your hair back after a night of partying. <laughs> I'm yep. not going to agree to that, but yeah. I might agree to that. <laughs> Holly says, is your bestie even your bestie if uh, you don't fall asleep while talking on the phone all night long and then you wake up and you start talking again without ever hanging up? Oh my gosh, yeah. When we were kids, we used to like sleep with the phone off the hook yeah. beside us all night, like listening to our friends weirdly breathe. <laughs> Or speaking of the phone, this uh, text to 10 30 if they don't call you for five years, but then when they do, it's like you've spoken every day since your last oh, conversation, yeah. right? Th- mm-hmm. That's like, that's when you know you have a real true good friendship yeah. and nobody's mad at each other that no. like, Hey, you know, life no was judgment. busy, but mm-hmm. like you pick up where you left off. I'm very bad at like texting back. Like I'll think that I did and that I won't. And then I'll go back and open the conversation. I'm like, Ooh, I never replied to that, but yeah. they don't get mad at me <laughs> no and then that's how you know your best friends i have a yeah. friend like that too and i you know we're some she's one of my closest friends and never ever gets back to me she's terrible at it and we were, we were talking about the differences between the female best friend relationship and the male best friend relationship i i dig matt's answer matt said is your best friend really your best friend if they don't draw on you with a marker while you're passed out on the couch are <laughs> <laughs> <are> so childish <laughs> Being let down or feeling let down by Justin Bieber, who has canceled a few concerts now, citing illness. He says it's not COVID related, but I mean, he's suffered from a couple of things over Mm -hmm. the years. Is it Lyme disease that he has or does he? I don't forget what he what, what he has, but he has uh, medically been up and down over the last couple of years. But he's had to cancel his two Toronto concerts, one which was to be last night, the other one tonight, and canceled it while fans were already on site, lined up, mm. waiting to buy merchandise uh, for his concert that night. Some fans like flew in from out of province. Yeah, for sure. There was one tweet I saw from this mom. She said, well, I flew to Toronto with the kids to take them to the concert tonight and it's canceled. I don't even have the heart to tell them they're dancing around the hotel room right now in their JB gear all ready to go. So sad. I mean, but what can you do? I mean, people get sick. It happens. And he said, I can't even believe I have to say this, that he said he tried everything medically to try to get better, but he's just getting worse, whatever it is that he's suffering from. So uh, two Toronto shows canceled and his one in Washington following that. Right now he's scheduled for um, Madison Square Garden on June 13th and 14th. But he could be forced to reschedule the 14th show because if the uh, Eastern Conference final goes to a game seven between the Rangers and the Lightning, they're going to need MSG. Oh, <laughs> you get booted. He gets booted for the hockey game. So we'll have to see what happens with that and what's going on with him. But uh, yeah, it's unfortunate for a lot of fans who traveled far and wide to go see him in the last, next couple of days. So uh, soaring real estate prices have caused a lot of Canadians to sort of migrate 
all over the country over the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. We know that. Not just pandemic, but, you know, can't afford anything. People trying to buy a house can't afford it and places like Ottawa, Toronto, etc. So all eyes were on New Brunswick the last couple of years because it had the cheapest uh, place to buy a house in Canada, like the cheapest province across the country. So now they've lost that title. Oh. Because everybody flocked to New Brunswick. So now the average price of like whether it's a house, townhouse, or even a condo in New Brunswick has soared to three hundred and fifteen thousand. That's a lot. Base. Knowing like like that yeah. a lot of New Brunswick is rural. So Yeah. <laughs> like. Exactly. So that uh is gone now. A lot of people, like I said, drove up the prices thirty four percent higher than last year at the same time. Wow. So Saskatchewan now has the mm. new title. So if you wanna be able to get into the housing market, you might have to migrate to Saskatchewan. Now they have the cheapest house prices across the country, uh under three hundred thousand dollars yeah that's a big difference yeah it's a big difference so <laughs> might be here. the only reality you have <laughs> and that's what's trending it's time are you ready word wars on move 100 all right all right all right who's gonna play with us today we have eden and janice on the line this morning eden made it through first we'll let her uh, pick her categories good okay. morning Morning, Eden. Morning. Morning. So you get first choice of categories. We'll tell you what they are, and you decide which one you want to go with, all right? Okay. Thanks to Lucretia Supaneka for sending in our categories this morning. We have words that start with for, F-O-R, or words that start with fin, F-I-N. Ah. Um, I'll go with fin. Fin. Okay. Words that start with fin. Here we go. If you're not at the start, you're at the what line? Finish. Yes, and you play seek and... Find? Yeah, good. Uh, And uh, another word for the exam is you're writing the... Finale? No. uh, Final? Yes, good. Uh, And um, uh, someone who is working with your money is working with your... Finances. Yeah. Uh, And uh, if you say you're looking good, you're looking really... mm, It's really... Um, I was trying to do fine. I should have just said when a woman says to you, I'm this, you're in trouble. (laughs) I'm fine. All right, what did we get? All right, so you guys ended up with four. Four. Not bad. bad. All right, see how that is. Hang on the line, Eden. We're going to go to Janice. Good morning. Hi, Angie. Hi. So we have to beat four to steal that win, okay? Okay, what was the uh, category again? It's words that start with four. F-O-R. S-O-R? Mm-hmm. Like F, F is in Frank. Oh, F-O-R. Yeah, mm-hmm. not okay. S. Yeah, okay. F, yeah, yeah. Okay, so here we go. If a baby doesn't breastfeed, they drink this. Um, formula. Yes, good. Uh, not a spoon, but a... Fork. In Star Wars, they say, may the what be with you. Oh, I don't know. Oh, okay. Uh, if you don't remember something, you what it? Uh, you don't remember. I... Okay. Uh, skip it. If you're not going back, you're going... Forward. Yes. Uh, and, uh, gosh, if you are going to let somebody... Gosh, that was harder. <laughs> I was trying to get you to say, may the force be with you, mm-hmm. is Star Wars. 
And then what was the one we got stuck uh, on? When you don't remember something, you, you forget. forget it. Oh, forget. forget. Yeah, yeah, I did forget. <laughs> <laughs> we were almost there. Yeah, yeah. fortunately not enough. Thanks uh, for playing, though, Janice. Okay, thank you. Play Have again. You too. Thanks. Man. All right, Eden, pulling it off this morning. Good job. All right. Woohoo. All right, tell Eden what she's won. You're off to the movies. We've got a pair of passes and treats for two to Landmark Cinemas for movie lovers. Tickets and showtimes at LandmarkCinemas.com. Thank you. Enjoy. Steph and Stu, Angie and Janelle. I turn them on every morning when I wake up. Ottawa's Move 100. Yeah, with your besties, uh, friends night out, you do a round of shots, y'all get tequila, and uh, they hand you the salt shaker, right? Mm-hmm. That's how you do it. A little far. crook of your, like, thumb in yeah. your first finger, right there. You lick it, you put the salt on, you do the shot. Mm-hmm. Not in this bar. This bar actually wants you to lick the salt wall when you do your tequila shot. The heck? Are we cows in a barn? What is happening (laughs) here? It's a salt lick? (laughs) What is happening? Well, there's a bar down in Arizona who has installed what they call their salt wall. It's like Himalayan salt. And I guess originally this was like, you know, Himalayan salt. It's kind of got that like pretty pink color typically. Mm -hmm. And maybe add a nice little ambiance to this bar. And then they were like, oh yeah, and it would be great for everybody who's doing their tequila shots. What? <laughs> so the walls are made of Himalayan rock salt. Yeah. Which has natural sanitary properties, they BS. say. Yes, I call BS. So on it's that. not like licking a regular wall, it's a sanitary <laughs> wall. But they say that they regularly wipe them down. <laughs> With what? <laughs> Like, what? What are you wiping them down with? And, like, sanitizing it for the next person to lick it? Yeah, because if you're putting some sort of disinfectant spray on that, you lick that wall, it's going to taste like disinfectant. We've all touched or licked our hands after we put hand sanitizer on at one point or another, and it tastes like trash. And maybe they're just wiping them down with water because the salt already has the sanitary properties in it, and it's, like, already cleansing itself. (laughs) But, like... How do you know that the spot you licked wasn't just licked by someone else, like, right? seconds before? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Why are people doing... Apparently, they say the wall has already seen a lot of action. <laughs> <laughs> Who's doing this? This is people who are already oh. drunk on tequila before they started licking the wall. You have to be, because, I mean, I don't know who's doing this in 2022. Oh, really? Like, is this COVID safe? <laughs> like, what is happening? What world are we in? Move mornings with Stuntman Stu, Angie, and Janelle on Move 100. What's trending? One dad being a viral sensation, and he's trending on the Twitter, as he calls it. So he's a dad from Fredericton, just a regular dad, sitting around the table, his daughter, and they're talking about social media, and he goes, I've never been on the Twitter. I want to be famous on the Twitter. (laughs) So she takes a photo. She posts it. Here's my dad. He's open for five likes. That's famous enough for him. Well, well, well. Over 330,000 likes later, this dad from Fredericton is viral, being featured on the local news for his new celebrity status. Uh, And she said she asked her dad how it feels to be viral. He said, oh, don't worry about that. I take antibiotics for that. (laughs) (laughs) But he says, really, his message to his newfound fans is just be kind to one another. Do random acts of kindness and, you know, just be a good person. That's his advice for life. But she says, you know, I realize how lucky I 
I am to have my dad in my life. And it's just one of those silly, fun memories that we're going to laugh about for a long time, like me getting dad viral overnight. That's hilarious. (laughs) No, I want to be on the Twitter. Uh, So we have all been crying for an edit button on the Twitter like forever, and we still can't seem to get one. But at least Apple has our backs on the iMessaging platform. So... Apple is changing how iPhone users send text messages. And let's face it, that's all we do now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. That's how we mostly communicate. I don't know the last time I picked up a a phone to call someone. I do FaceTime with family, but like Mm -hmm. outside of that, no, I don't don't call people. I mean, I text my kids. And I tell people to not call me. (laughs) Yeah, text my friends, text everyone in my world. So uh, they are introducing an upcoming feature that will allow people to now edit a text after it's sent, though, oh. so you can go back and edit it after you sent it in the chat. But the best part of all is they're allowing you to recall a message sent in error. Oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Who has this not happened to? Oh. You send it in the wrong group chat. Mm-hmm. You send it to the wrong friend. You meant to type in this friend, but it went to that friend or your boss. You know? mm-hmm. And you meant to send it to your husband or your wife. Right. Yeah, <laughs> there's some of that too. Let's be honest. So you will now be able to recall a text sent in error. This is all part of the iOS 16 update. So make sure you do the update. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> and that's what's trending. Feels good. It's a feel-good moment to kick off your workday. Angie's All the Feels on Move 100. You got to teach them young, and this is one way to do it. There's a young Ontario girl who has landed a big cash prize in a national writing contest, but she won't keep it. This is how it works. So it's the annual Meaning of Home contest, and it asks grade fours, fives, and sixes across the country to share what home means to them. And with her essay, this grade five student from Ontario, Gloria Bury, uh, earned a $10,000 grant for her local Habitat for Humanity. So it's to build futures for families. So over 13,000 students entered across the country. Uh, This beats last year's record. Lots of kids entering. And more than uh, $311,000 for local Habitat for Humanity organizations across Canada. So by sharing what home means to them, students learn about affordable housing issues in their community. They help raise funds to help build homes for people in need, safe and decent housing. Um, And this is what Gloria entered with and what won her her grant. She's 10 years old. Keep this in mind. She's grade five. And the meaning of home, what home means to you. She said, my home is in a very small town. So home to me is the entire community. Home is at school because my friends care about me. We play and learn together and we love each other lots. Home is at the curling rink because I go to many community events there and I'm learning to curl. When I'm at the curling rink, I feel at home and I feel like family. Home is not just a structure. A home is where you grow physically, mentally, socially, and emotionally. Home is where you're loved and where you learn from your mistakes. Home is where you make memories, some good and some bad. Home is where you can be yourself and not feel judged, be accepted. In any home, you need to help out. And that means in your community, too. I enjoy helping in my community by volunteering at the community garden, helping at food drives, picking up litter, running for Terry Fox, and visiting residents at the seniors' residence. I like to help others make a difference in their lives and to make my community a better place to live. They say it takes a village to raise a child, but to me it takes a village to make a home. 
Oh. oh my God, I love that. By entering this contest, I will help others to get a house and hopefully a home like mine. One of the many reasons I love Habitat for Humanity is because they're making houses for a family to make it into a home, and home is where the heart is. She's 10? She's 10! Oh. And this is just one of like several entries across the country, but these kids get it. Wow, yeah. And it's always so wonderful to see what like home means to you. So many definitions mm-hmm. of what makes a home, right? I just thought that was so heartwarming. Good, good job, Gloria. Love it. Mm-hmm. And that's all the feels on Move 100. Stuntman's do Angie and Janelle. Ottawa's Move 100. It really doesn't matter how old you are. There are just some things that you don't grow out of. And Angie, you kind of learned that the hard way last night, didn't you? <laughs> I was scared. <laughs> so I'm late to the party on this, but I started watching The Haunting of Hill House on Netflix. Oh, very late to the party, but still a very good show. Yeah, I didn't really know what it was all about. So I just kind of fell down the rabbit hole with it yesterday. But then I got a little bit hooked. I watched a couple episodes and I thought, oh, one more before bed. And I should not have watched that show before <laughs> No, I don't typically have nightmares. I'm kind of one of those people that doesn't really remember my dreams unless it's like right when I wake up, but I couldn't remember it later in the day and like tell you about it. But this morning I did not sleep well because I was up a lot with nightmares last night. Yeah. Yeah. Like just envisioning things like from the show. I fully woke up at one point and was like blink, 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 like looking across my room and thought I saw like a shadowy person. Oh my God. Yeah. Like I. I was like, who am I right now? Getting all scared. But I feel like, I mean, when we grew up as kids, like our parents were kind of like not the parents that restricted us from horror movies and things (laughs) like, love them and all. But we, you know, watched the Freddy and the Jason and the whole thing. I feel like I wasn't even that scared then or had nightmares then. As much as I'm more squeamish now as an adult, is that weird? I don't know if that's weird or not, because I was a kid who did have nightmares as a kid, but I have full on always, I have nightmares all the time as an adult. Like it's a regular thing. You need to talk. (laughs) (laughs) But it's mostly a product of me watching something kind of scary. And it Mm -hmm. doesn't really need to be that scary. Like, for example, anybody watching Stranger Things right now, it's not that scary, but the visuals of the show... That will turn into my dream, and that's what I'll dream of, and I'll put myself Mm. in there, and I'll pretend like I'm trying to get out, and I'll wake up in a cold sweat, and it happens. So my rule of thumb is pretty much I cannot watch anything remotely scary at least an hour before bed. Like, I need to watch something stupid, funny after watching something scary. Otherwise, I will have nightmares and be up all night. Yeah. It's kind of like coffee. Like, you can't have coffee after a certain point in the afternoon, (laughs) and you can't do anything scary or horror movies after a certain point in the afternoon. That's just like a good rule of thumb that I plan to now follow because it was the worst sleep ever. Don't get sucked in by, oh, one more episode. No, no, I'm telling you, like I was up all night long. It's very scary. (laughs) 